On April 3, 1963, in the city of Birmingham, Alabama, a nonviolent campaign consisting of coordinated marches and sit-ins against racism and racial segregation was launched by the Alabama Christian Movement for Human Rights and Martin Luther King's Southern Christian Leadership Conference. On April 10th, a circuit judge issued a blanket injunction against, and I quote, parading, demonstrating, boycotting, trespassing, and picketing, unquote. Leaders of the campaign announced they would disobey the ruling, and on April 12th, Dr. King was arrested. On April 16th, Dr. King penned an open letter defending the strategy of nonviolent resistance to racism. In it, he outlines why it is that people have a moral responsibility to break unjust laws and to take direct action rather than simply waiting indefinitely for justice to come through the courts. This letter became widely published, was a critical text for the American civil rights movement, is an important artifact of one of the most important movements in modern history, and is something every person should read. It's easy to find online. I'm going to read one portion and use that as ammo for one aspect of hitting the target of a beautifully lived life. Though I was initially disappointed at being categorized as an extremist, as I continued to think about the matter, I gradually gained a measure of satisfaction from the label. Was not Jesus an extremist for love? Love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. Was not Amos an extremist for justice? Let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Was not Paul an extremist for the Christian gospel? I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Was not Martin Luther an extremist? Here I stand, I cannot do otherwise, so help me God. And John Bunyan, I will stay in jail to the end of my days before I make a butchery of my conscience. And Abraham Lincoln, this nation cannot survive half-slave and half free. And Thomas Jefferson, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So the question is not whether we will be extremists, but what kind of extremists we will be. Will we be extremists for hate or for love? Will we be extremists for the preservation of injustice or for the extension of justice? In that dramatic scene on Calvary's Hill, three men were crucified. We must never forget that all three were crucified for the same crime, the crime of extremism. Two were extremists for immorality and thus fell below their environment. The other, Jesus Christ, was an extremist for love, truth, and goodness, and thereby rose above his environment. Perhaps the South, the nation, and the world are in dire need of creative extremists. Now let's put a practical spin on what Dr. King so brilliantly articulates as a set of animating principles and apply them to our lives relating to others, all others. 
treating people with the sort of respect and dignity that lets them know just how valuable they are is one of the most powerfully transformative principles we can practice. Asking someone questions about themselves and their lives is in essence saying, I care about who you are because I think you are worth knowing and learning from. That is incredibly powerful as it communicates to another person that their story and who they are is important to you, which means they are not only important and perhaps even treasured, but that they are powerful. How so? Think about it. You are locked into, you're riveted into what it is they are saying. They are the focus of your attention, which affirms them as someone worth not just hearing, but being listened to. There's a difference. And what they are talking about concerns their own story, which is another affirming element. Their story is making a difference in yours. Listening intently with a keen sense of the expectation that you're going to grow because of the conversation is one of the most life-giving principles we can practice because it stimulates growth within both you and those in your life. It's a double win. We all need to know that we matter, are valued and loved, and the seemingly smallest gestures attached to being a kind and patient listener can invigorate another person into a renewed state of growth based upon their perception that they are an important part of the world, your world. Go do that and see how much it blesses and changes you. As Dr. King closes his letter from a Birmingham jail, yours for the cause of peace and brotherhood, Martin Luther King Jr. May we all join in the cause one relationship at a time. Peace.